Get ready for an hour filled with conspiracies, UFOs, ghosts, the paranormal, legends, and myths from around the world. Chasing Prophecy Radio, where the paranormal is supernatural. With your hosts, Sean Kelly, Jenny Nicasio. Welcome to the Chasing Prophecy Radio, and here are your hosts, Sean and Jenny. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Chasing Prophecy, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on Facebook and Instagram. It's great to be here again this evening with all of you. And Sean, we had yes. an interesting show last week, didn't we? we yes, we did. So <laughs> you, want, you want to tell everyone about it? Sure. Um, we were talking, our, our guest was John Ventry. And um, at the time of uh, the show, we were talking about angels and demons. Well, as our producer, uh, Jennifer, was going through the show, we picked up an EVP mm-hmm. <laughs> on on radio. It was like so cool. Um, it, it it's just it, and it's just amazing that getting an EVP over a radio show is crazy. Honest to Pete. And, Have you um, ever heard anything like that before? Never. That was my first time. Your first time. You know when we when we did the uh, interview with John, I didn't hear it. Did you? No, you don't hear not. them until afterwards. It was kind of creepy. Yes. So what what are your thoughts on it? Like, do you think it was, you know, we were not, I'm, I have a tape of it. I have a recording of it and I hope it comes over the air. Um, John was talking about, was he talking about demons? Demons in his house. Something. Demons in his house. That's kind of freaky that we actually got something. And when the producer, um, Jennifer, she told us about it. I was like, oh, my God. When I played it back, I got some serious, creepy hair stand up. Really? I really did. It was it was scary. And the thing is, before before all this happened, I mentioned that something fell off my bookshelf. And at the yes. same time, John mentioned his lights were flickering. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're connected in any way. Um this is something we could probably throw by. What's that? What's that show um, on the Travel Channel? Um, paranormal caught on camera. Is that what it is? Yeah, but this would be paranormal caught on on audio. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so I'm going to try to play it. Um, so I hope that it comes through. So I'm not sure how close I should put it to the mic. And I, I'm trying to think. I have an iPhone. I'm trying to think where the microphone is. I think it's in the front. So let's. See if you can hear it, okay? okay? You tell me if it's too loud. I won't say that because actually in the beginning not much happened other than that the demonic attack after the first conference. But um, later on when I became state director is when I got sucked in because of the TV shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. We all did. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to ask my producer. I see Celeste. Um, does she have a question for John? I'm not sure, I guess. She does, but yes, she does. That's perfect. Did you hear it? Yes, I did. Go away. But you know what? It sounded like a female's voice. It really did. I don't know. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get male or female. I just, it got me 
really creepy. It was. Uh, I was doing the Irish jig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. You know, I played it for a lot of people, and they've heard it. Some people didn't hear it. Oh. <laughs> so but maybe you know, they're not in tuned to it. Maybe I don't know, but that was really cool. And we also had the um, we, we did our first favorite. Facebook Live, which was fun. We did an hour and a half. I'm not sure. I think we fun. got up to over 300 views that night, uh, 55 wow. comments. So it's something to think about that we might do. And although the audio, the visual wasn't that great, John was outside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was he didn't, he was shy that night. He didn't want no one to see him, I guess. But my son is Cognito. coming up tomorrow, Sean. So he's going to help me with um, Streamlab. So okay. hopefully, and we'll have our banner and everything, our logo set up. So hopefully that'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing I wanted to mention tonight, since this is a paranormal radio show, uh, the paranormal lost, uh, communica- community lost Lorraine Warren. She's was a landmark in paranormal investigations. And she was, uh, she did sort of like you do. But she really, I don't know, I'm not going to say anything because I know your thoughts. You said you had some thoughts on that. So we'll discuss that at a later time. But um, the movies Conjuring, um, Annabelle, were based on her investigations. So they lost uh, a very important person. But moving on to other things, um, moving on to this evening's show, we have a really interesting guest. So. Sean, have you ever dabbled in numerology? No, but I think it's really interesting. Yes, and I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm not really good in math. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to ask nah. our guests. I don't know why that's kind of stopping me. But I find it fascinating, Like, although I don't understand that much of it. so. But our guest does. Our guest tonight is Joyce Keller. She knows a lot about it, and along with communicating with loved ones who passed over, angels, and even some steps to get to heaven. She's been on the Oprah Winfrey show and heard on coast to coast AM. She's an internationally known visionary author, television and radio host, media personality. Well, author of 10 bestselling books, which are all sold internationally, internationally, including England, Greece, Italy, Africa, China, and many other countries. Joyce has been, I know Joyce has been a columnist, and many um, columnists in, oh my, I know about this one, Joyce, you're going to tell me about this one. Lifetime Television is a certified hypnotherapist who has safely and successfully led thousands of people overcome weight problems. Oh, really? I'm going to have to talk to you about that. And many other human difficulties. Joyce has been honored in Simon & Schuster's Top 100 Psychics in America, Who's Who in America, Who's Who in the World, and Who's Who in Television, and also the author of 10 books, including Simon & Schuster's Sense of Seven Steps to Heaven, How to Communicate with Those We've Lost and Loved. I think I did that backwards, George. Sorry about that. Adam's Media Book, Calling All Angels, St. Margaret's Press, The Complete Book of Numerology, and Joyce is also the author of National Choir's popular angel book series. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I'm going to God say. <laughs> yes, that's a very impressive, Joyce. Well, welcome to Chasing Prophecy, Joyce. So glad to have you here this evening. Oh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. I can't believe you got all that in, Jen. <laughs> like, <laughs> <It's> what? <laughs> <helpful>. <laughs> 
I must be very old. <laughs> I wanted to uh, thank you both very much. And by the way, I did know Lorraine and Ed Warren because oh, I lived. Yeah, I lived online. Uh, I've been you know in this business for a long time, the whole paranormal business. I've been doing radio for many years and TV. But uh, the Warrens were were very interesting people. I think they lived in Connecticut. I'm not sure, but I was very familiar with the Amityville Horror. I think they wrote about that. And that house was really uh, very bizarre, to say the least. But, you know, we all have a story to tell. And God bless Lorraine. I think Ed crossed over a few years ago. He, he's been gone for a while. Wow. So, that's right. Did, did you, you know them? them. No, yeah. I, that is amazing that you knew them. I think that's fascinating. I mean, their their stories scare me. So, Why? Oh, the Thank Amityville you. Why? does. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, so because it, I wrote about EVPs, which you were discussing before, in one of my books, I'm not sure, I think Seven Steps to Heaven. I wrote about it a long time ago, and about white noise, and I did hear that voice that you played before. It was very clear. And the spirit world has so much to tell us, and especially now, as we're changing dimensions, we're moving from the very mundane, workaday third dimension to higher dimensions, and people are are really freaking out because of what's happening on the planet. But ultimately, it's a good thing. So hold on to your undies. We're up and running. (laughs) So what do you have to say about all this that's going on? Well, the sooner we adjust to it and do what we're supposed to do, the sooner it will end. And by that, I mean, it's not just um, a haphazard event that just occurred in a laboratory or in Wuhan, or it doesn't matter how it started. The fact is that our creator allowed it to happen to the planet so that we would all move forward into a higher dimension. That's my take on it. He so I don't know it. if that was, yeah, uh, it was allowed. And the whole thing is, um, is it controlled at this point? Uh, probably. There are ascended masters and teachers who are working with us on the earth and trying to keep us on track. A lot of people are choosing to leave. As you know, they're dying. And, you know, they said, I, I live in Florida, so I think we had some phenomenal, like 6,400 deaths in the last few weeks and so forth. People simply can't take it. They say, Just, I want to get out of here. I want to leave. So that is altogether possible. So a lot of people are leaving. Uh, a lot of people are coming in. Some of them are coming in as babies. Other people are coming in. And I don't know how to say it without upsetting everybody to come in as walk-ins. Do you know what walk-ins are? Yes. I sure do know what a walk-in is. Yeah. Well, could you explain it to our audience, who's someone who might not understand what that is? Well, I think Ruth Montgomery wrote about walk-ins, I think, in the 70s. And she, uh, it was very rare. It has been very rare up until now because it's a very complicated process. What happens is that, there's one human body uh, per person, right? So someone says, I don't want to live here anymore. I, I, I can't take this. I, I, you know, I've lost my job. I've lost it. Okay, they can leave. But the body, which may be ill, could be in a respirator or recovering. You know, or, or, It's anyone's guess what's actually happening to the physical body. But the person who inhabited it goes. And then the angels or guides working with this particular entity will go through a number of 
incoming spirits who want to have this experience on the earth. And they'll say, oh, me, 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 take me. I want that body. And suddenly we have what's known as a healing. Uh, mm-hmm. One person leaves. They couldn't breathe. They felt awful. They had a high fever. And suddenly they come out of the respirator and they say, gosh, I feel really good. That's a new person who just came in. So that's a walking yeah. experience. And suddenly, uh, That happened to me back in 1983. Really, Sean? What happened? Well, what happened was, long story short, I was taking a drug called Anabuse. And what that does is wean you off alcohol. And I had that in my system for a whole year. And one day we were in a little island called Diego Garcia. And I got real depressed and I drank a fifth of Jack Daniels, not knowing that I had that stuff in my system. So when I got back to the ship... um, I died up in the medical department. I was dead for 10 minutes. And when I came through, it was really crazy because um, I could see things, hear things, and feel things that weren't there. And that started my journey in 83 to where I am right now today. So, Sean, what they did was clear away the common debris and clean you up um, astrally, did you have the same desire to uh, drink after that happened? Not really, no. So they, but they I did, but it wasn't as bad. Uh-huh. So the craving was decreased. Ah, so that's amazing. That's a terrific story. Thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate that. Uh, so, and Jenny, you understand about this also, because apparently you guys are on board with the whole walking thing. Yes, I have a short story that I um, had to research for, and my characters in the book, um, they did that. So that's why I had I know a little bit about it. It's really interesting, very interesting. Um, Joyce, tell our audience, what our audience, look, I'm having a hard time talking tonight. <laughs> tell our audience <laughs> what led you on this adventure in life. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I was... I was, thank you very much for asking. Uh, I was born to a psychic mother who told me at an early age, don't tell anybody because you yes. only have problems. <laughs> don't say anything. But my mother taught me all the ologies, uh, dreamology, <laughs> such a word, astrology, <laughs> numerology. She taught me everything. But the only thing she didn't teach me was card reading. I never learned to read. She said, cards are of the devil. That was her belief system. So I said, sure, Ma, okay, whatever. I find you fascinating as a mother. So I, I'm three years old, and I'm on board, you know, with the whole, the whole concept of metaphysics. And I, 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 so she made sure that I was open to metaphysics at an early age. And so when I went to school, <laughs> I forgot my mother's warning. She said, don't say anything to anyone Go to school, go to kindergarten, behave yourself, and come home. Don't speak to anyone. So I'm in kindergarten. First day, I realized that my, my teacher was in trouble. She had, my guides told me, oh, damn, I'm five years old. I'm sitting in kindergarten class with all these blocks and you know, stuff. And I, I see her, and my guides told me that she had to go home because her mother was either having a heart attack or something was wrong with her mother. So I 
stupidly raised my hand and I said, Miss Harris, I have to tell you something. So she was in the midst of mayhem, you know, first day in kindergarten, everyone's going crazy. So she came over to me, she said, you better make this good because if it's not, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So I, I didn't know what to do. So she said, what, what do you want? <laughs> so I said, Miss Harris, your mommy is very sick and you have to go home now. So she knelt down beside me and she said, look, if you speak the whole rest of the year, you're going to spend the rest of your life in the principal's office. She was furious. <laughs> so, you know, we left it at that at that time. I didn't say anything. Then I had the second day of kindergarten. I said, gee, I don't want to go. I don't want to go back there. <laughs> second day of kindergarten, back in my seat. And I said, I'm going to be really quiet. So she came over to me. And I said, oh, God, here comes trouble. So she came over to me and she knelt down beside me and she took my hand. And she said to me, Joyce, do you remember yesterday and you told me to go home? because my mother's sick. I said, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. She said, how did you know that? She said, when you told me that, my mother was going into an ambulance. She had a, I think she had a heart attack or something. She said, how, how? And she was calling my name. She said, how did you know that? I said, I don't know. I don't know. She said, <laughs> then, she, then she proceeded to ask me another question. She said, will I ever get married? <laughs> she wanted a read. She wanted a reading. <laughs> I was only five years old. She wanted a reading. So I, at the end of the day, I went home. I said to my mother, "Mommy, you were right." <laughs> she said, "I told you. I told you." <laughs> so I went the whole rest of my school education and college, and I never spoke to anyone except friends. Yeah, I was very friendly with everybody. And years later, people said, I didn't know you were psychic. <laughs> I, awesome. I found them on, you know, I found them on the web. And they said, see, I sat next to you for 10 years. I never knew. <laughs> I have an so, important question, Joyce. Will I ever get married again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, Jen. Absolutely. Totally, yes. That's, that's, that's so a funny. big yes. That's funny. Yes. Sean? Yep. What? Do you have any questions? for <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, not really. Not yet. I'll get her before she leaves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've had so many bizarre experiences, and as we all have. You know, the, the whole thing now is that everything is changing on the earth, as you all know. And as the ethers are thinning or the veil is thinning out, uh, people are suddenly becoming much more psychic, and their dreams are becoming really significant and important. And our guides are speaking to us and identifying themselves and saying, okay, I'm your guardian angel. And they're usually giving a name, the fairy, John, whatever it is, uh, Archangel Michael. You know, and we have this connection that we never had before. Okay, so we're unemployed. <laughs> Most people are unemployed. And you can't even go out and have a decent meal at a restaurant. But that's okay. All of that would come back. But... What I would suggest is that as a collective consciousness, we move forward as quickly and as smoothly as we can without resistance. Okay, what does that mean? That means don't rely on drugs and alcohol to move us forward because that will bring in false 
truth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. illusion. Absolutely. We will not be in a place of the greatest God consciousness. So we need to tune into our highest consciousness and try to move away from the darkness that's out on the earth now. And remember, think about the symbol of um, infinity, the infinity symbol of, uh, I know you guys know a lot. You have yin and yang, darkness and light. You cannot have daylight without nighttime. You're going to have both. And it's going to be balanced out. Now, right now, the darkness on the earth seems very overwhelming. People are terrified. Yeah, they are. It's very intense. Yeah. It's very intense. It's, it's, it's intense. That's because the forces of light are battling. And we have this huge battle going on. And the ascended masters are observing and they're saying, People, use your free will. You all have about 12 to 15% free will. Use mm-hmm. that free will to grow. Grow as human beings and stop being huge babies. Stop falling back on what you knew to be true. and what, Stop listening to wrong messages in the media. Listen to people like Jenny and Sean who bring truth and light to, to the media. And... Uh, Try to discern. Right now, it's a time of discernment more than anything else and growth. It's discernment and growth, and it's truth. So I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's basically what I'm here to say. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I do too. There's this constant battle between good and evil. You know, it's, it's, it's coming to a fruition, I hope. Um for someone who doesn't know a whole lot about numerology, um, can you tell tell them how it works? Could you explain that for us? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm very, very bad at math. But the uh, St. Mark's Publishing Company came to me a few years ago, and they said, we, we would like you to write the complete book of numerology. We'll give you a lot of money. So I said, sure. So I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I would <laughs> I was married at the time. Uh, my husband has since passed away, but I and he was an engineer. So if you if you see the book, you will see that it's written by Grace Keller and Jack Keller. Now I said to my husband, "Tell you what, Jack, you write the technical part of numbers, and I'll write all my experiences about how I won a gambling using numbers, and I'll write all the juicy stuff about how you can use numbers." to have a better life. So my half is very anecdotal, mm-hmm. and his half is the part that I don't know about, the, the number part. But um, I just wanted to say something about gambling. People love to say, if you're so psychic, why don't you win at gambling? Right? Tell me about it. <laughs> I hear that okay, all here's, the time. Right, here's the answer. Here's my answer. I cannot gamble. If I try, I can't do it. I, I, I lose, and I simply can't gamble. However, when I was in deep trouble in Nassau in the Bahamas where they have gambling, and my husband and I lost our, our money that we had stolen, and we didn't have charge cards, we didn't know how. And the plane was not coming back to New York for another week. So we had no food. We had no money. And we were stuck in a beautiful hotel room in Nassau in the Bahamas with no money. This is great, right? And no charge card. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my husband said, let's just go to sleep and you know, we'll think of something. So I said, okay, we'll go to sleep. But I was awakened like 7 o'clock in the morning 
And my dad came to me in a dream and he said, if you go downstairs to the gambling casino, I forget which casino we were staying at. He said, go downstairs. He said, I want you to listen to me. He said, you never listened before. He said, I'm, I'm telling you now, <laughs> listen, listen to what I'm going to tell you and you will have a lot of money. Okay. I, okay. What? He says, look, you go down to the casino and he said, you take uh, he said, $5 and you put it on number one, the, the wheel, it goes around. What, what is that called, Sean? The roulette, roulette. wheel? Roulette. Yeah. Okay. He said, you put it on number one and he said, I'll make the little ball, the red ball, go into number one and you'll get a lot of money. I said, really, dad, you're going to do that? He said, yeah, go ahead. Trust me. So eight o'clock in the morning, I wake my husband up and I say, sweetheart, you have to get up. We're going to, we're going to go downstairs to the casino. We're going to gamble. <laughs> he says, are you insane? I said, no, come on, trust me. So I said, give me $5 because I had not. He had about $6 on him. I said, give me $5. He said, you know, it's crazy. I said, give me $5. He gives me his last $5 bill. We go down to the casino and it's, it's empty, but there are a few croupiers there. So we go up to the first one. And I have my five dollars. My husband's still in his pajamas, but he has his jacket on over his pajamas. And of course, the casino is empty, but I'm ready to gamble. So I take, I take the five dollars. I say to the group, I want to put it on number one. He says, okay, go ahead, put it on number one. And the wheel goes around and around and around. And then the wheel stops and it goes into the, the red ball goes into the number next to the number one. And I'm thinking, come on, Dad. And then I could see an invisible hand go like this. And he plunked it over into the number one. Wow. And the group, <laughs> the group said, I never saw that before. <laughs> and she gave me a lot of money. <laughs> wow. God bless you. God bless you. My husband, <laughs> thank you. My husband said to me, do that again. And I said, no, I only can do that. He said, come on, give me some money. So I gave him uh, $5. And of course, it didn't work. So he, he I lost five dollars for nothing. <laughs> so, so funny, um, you know. So for people who say, Joyce, why don't you gamble? I don't. You know, it's, I feel people who win the lottery or people who win money are told about it in dreams. Now, have either one of you ever gambled uh, successfully? Nope. Nope. Neither one of you. The gambling no. is. No, I was a compulsive gambler at one time. Uh, I used to go to the dog track down in Florida all the time, Orange Park, St. Augustine. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And, uh, and it's like I lost my butt. And I always say to myself, "What if instead of gambling, if I would have saved that money, where would I be at today?" Yeah, a lot richer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, before. Before I came on, you were talking about the Warrens, you know, Ed and Lorraine, uh-huh. and about haunt, haunted property. Have either one of you ever gone to a haunted house, or would you go there? Um, Sean does. I do all the time. <laughs> I'm a paranormal investigator. I'm the founder of the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. Yay! <laughs> Been and? in the business for over 30 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, do you, go, do you go in with equipment? Do you go in with, because you're very psychic, both of you. But, Sean, what do you do? Well, what I, what I do is uh, I have a team, and um, I send them in, 
and we set up the cameras. But first of all, before I do anything, I sit down with the client and we talk. And as I'm talking to the person, I get the feeling of whatever's going in or out, what's happening inside or around them. And it might be for a half hour or so, and then I'll just have my team go out. I have the best best paranormal team out there in the United States, in fact, the world. And um, they're very good at what they do. And basically, I let them do the investigation, and I clear spirits from houses. I help them cross into the light. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I work with angels. I work with uh, Uriel. Um, he's my main angel. And uh, and I work with a bunch of other angels. And um, I, I enjoy it. Um, I And it's funny because whenever I started to proceed to doing this, okay, I was wondering, you know, I'm a freak. I always called myself a freak because... No, you're was, not. I know, I know that now, but at the beginning when all this stuff was happening, I'm like, why me, why me, why me? Until one day I sat down and God just slapped me upside the head and he said, this is what I want <laughs> you to do. And so I now know, now I know that this is my path. And every time I try to steer away off the path, okay, God smacks me right back on the path again and I do what I have to do. There you go. So what's yeah. your plan? Are you, are you uh, how are you using this? Are you going to make a movie, like a TV movie, uh, or, or, or with the paranormal work that you're doing to it? Because I see a movie uh, around you, like a, a TV show also. I, I see knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, about five, six years ago, me and a friend of mine, um, we had a show called Raw Fear. And what I did was um, I took, like, a bunch of uh, young young ladies and gentlemen, and it was a 13, it was a 13 show, and I took them out. They never investigated houses before, and my goal was to take them from not investigating to be investigators, and it worked. Um, wow. I'm, I mean, we went and we had to pay for the show. It was on my Pittsburgh TV. But we had to pay for the show, but it was worth it. And I know Spirit had a hand in that, too, of us getting the money. Mm. And then I started... I'm sorry. I I think you have to... What is it called? Cycle it around or get it out there again? Um, I have them on DVDs, Blu-ray, and... I, I just don't have the time to do it yet. And I figure if Spirit says, okay, Sean, put them out there, then I'll do it. Well, I, I'll tell you. It's coming through me. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> there. <laughs> you, you just got the green light because you bring so much truth and light. And you know what? The best thing about you, Sean, is that you're very humble. And, you, you, yeah, really, you have such a... A wonderful humility about you and truth and honesty. Uh, Jenny, what's your what's your story? What's my story? Um, why I got into this? Well, I'm gonna yeah. go. Probably about when I was 17, I was I was watching Jesus and Nazareth, and I was overcome with um, thankfulness, and I just started to pray and meditate in my bedroom. 
I was so in, you know, praying so hard, Joyce, that in the corner of my room, a light being started to resonate from my room and the light just kept on coming and it, it filled up my whole room and inside the light was a vision who I think was Christ. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And I took that with me and ever since then I started to have like um premonitions. I knew when people my family were going to pass away. I I knew when 9/11 happened that I was working as a hairdresser. And I just looked at everybody and I said, something terrible is going to happen, not just to me, but the whole nation. And the next day, 9-11 happened. So that's how I got involved with it. And then um, my son had some things happen to him when he was six years old. Um, he claimed that we were well, we were involved in a, um, an accident, a bad accident, and he was sitting on the hump. And someone hit us from behind. And he, he was only six, I think five or six years old. And he said that three angels lifted him up and on his thighs were men's handprints that were so big. (laughs) And he told everybody for years, he would tell his teacher, an angel saved me, an angel saved me. And slowly forgotten it. But then he had another experience in his bedroom that he said a light came through the window and he thought it was somebody, something extraterrestrial. So, and after that, I started to write and I started writing about, you know, UFOs, aliens. Um, but ever since that thing that happened to me in my bedroom, that's what happened. My, I had a horrible, um, ma- my marriage ended. Um, let's see, that was two weeks after he was born. I moved in with my parents. So it's been a struggle. And then I, and something kept on telling me I, I did start doing something like this. So I just followed it and that's where I am today. So that's my story, Joyce. <laughs> Do you see anything? Yeah. I, I, I want to talk about your book. That the, is a fab, it's a fabulous book. It's not out yet, right? Um, I have three books in this trilogy. Okay. Because I'll stand the number three around it. Now, now I understand why. So, have any of the books been published yet? Yes, they've been published. Mm -hmm. So, they're out there. And Mm -hmm. are you writing another book? Because I see you writing. So, it's not just those three. I'm writing the prequel to that one. I see. And then I wanted to write about my experience because I'm also an artist. So, I'm a, a novice artist. And I painted the vision that I saw. And I wanted to write something about that. There's so many things going on, and nothing. I f- I'm in limbo. I no, feel like not. I feels like my books and everything, and things that are going on with them, and people who are interested in doing things with them, it's like a limbo. No, it just seems that way, because right now the planet, as you know, the planet is shifting in energy, so a lot of us feel like we're in limbo, but it's really not. We're moving into a higher dimension which would be much better for you because this will help all the work that you do, your artwork and everything. Have either one of you ever done spirit photography? No. No. Okay. Now, Sean, when you go into uh, a place that may or may not be haunted, uh, I would think that spirit photography, both of you have the ability to do this and you guys will help you. 
uh, go in with Jenny, you especially can put it in uh, the books that you're writing. I have amazing spirit photography that it, it, it's just incredible. Uh, I was told about it. I was told mm. that I'd be receiving it. Uh, a, one of my angels was with me for hours during the night. It was a long dream. I, it wasn't a dream. It was like six hours. So I said, you're so beautiful. I said, I would love to have your picture. And she laughed and she said, you'll have it by tomorrow. I'm thinking, how is she? This is amazing. How am I going to have her picture? But that's exactly what happened. We, my husband and I went to uh, Philadelphia to, um, it's actually a place called Silver Bell in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever heard of that. Yeah. And that was when they were still open, obviously. And yeah. they, had just, they had just started doing spirit photography that day. And it was part of the seance. And we, we, went, we were invited to go in. And I have the most magnificent picture of this angel that I had seen all night, along with a whole bunch of other relatives that also came out onto the same. It's called silk precipitation. I don't know if you ever uh, heard of that word. But it's when spirit uh, precipitates and brings their image down onto material or paper or whatever they can manage. And you can do this on postcards with, with pencils or crayons. Hmm. You know, Love to try that. And George, do you mind if we open up a little bit questions for everybody? Um, I have, um, I gave you Joni, her um, her birthday. I don't have her birthday. Tell me, please. Okay. Um, can I go ahead and bring her on the phone? Sure, it doesn't matter. I, what I care about is her birthday, and I'll tell you why birthdays are important. I think it's March 16th, but I don't have the year. Try to make sure, because I want to be okay. correct about it. I'll, I'll tell you why it's important. It's important because it's the one thing you can't get an imprint on our consciousness. Okay. Um, let, me, let me bring her on. Joni, um, can you unmute yourself? Sure. Hi, hey, Joni. Hi, can you hear Joni? me? Yes. Sweetie Pie, what's your birthday? Okay, that's March 16th. Do you need the year? Yes. <laughs> okay, 1961. Okay, and your question is? My question is uh, about my mom. She recently passed away. Okay. Um. Okay, that's that's enough. That's fine. Okay, you lost your mom. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know you're you're so psychic yourself. Are you insane? You are a medium. I, I can't believe you're asking me about your mother because uh, do you know that you're a medium? No, I don't know that. Okay. But because... I do know. What? I'm listening. <laughs> no, I'm sorry that I interrupted you, but go on. I, I was going to say you have tremendous ability to uh, receive gifts from spirit and words from spirit messages from spirit you should be doing psychic work you have a wonderful talent make sure you don't drink alcohol though or use any kind of drugs because that will alter the messages that you're receiving uh you are super super sensitive you have to watch your stomach you have to watch your intestinal system you have to watch uh, digestion don't don't mess with your body because is that correct 
Yeah. Yes. All right. Now you want to know about your mother. Tell me your mother's birthday when she before she crossed. What was her birthday? Her birthday. Well, it's actually tomorrow, July thirty first, nineteen thirty nine. Okay. Very good. Your mother comes to you. Uh, I don't know if it's a word rose or there are roses that she's bringing you. She says that she had uh, a hard time at the end, but things couldn't be better now. She's in a very clear place, a place of clear light. And she says that she wants to work with you with your mediumship. And she's going to be bringing you messages. And she has already started. Now, have you already started dreaming about your mother? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a notebook by your bed? And a good pen? Yeah. Okay. She says, please write down everything because she won't remember everything I'm going to tell you. She's talking about your car. She's talking about your house. She's talking about uh, moving. She's talking about a lot of things that are coming up for you, and they're all good. She doesn't want you to be so worried that you're an actual warrior. And she said, you have no reason to worry because that affects your digestion. Uh, your mother said she's doing fine. She thanks you very much for your support and your love. She says you're a great daughter and you're just like super, super kind and, and giving. And she loves you. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Joni. She doesn't, she doesn't want you to be sad, Joni. I know. Okay, babe. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, Bye, Bye, Joni. I love you, Joni. Yeah. Um, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. She needed to hear that. She's a wonderful uh, gal. She, she um, is. She's so tender-hearted, but she has to watch her tummy. So she shouldn't eat bad things. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have okay. someone else in the chat. Um, Terry. Um, her birth date is May thirty-first, nineteen fifty-four. Her real name is Teresa, and she wants to know. Will, will my family come back to me? Oh, wow. How can I say this nicely? This is not due your fault, time. but I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Due time. Due time. <laughs> <laughs> due time. <laughs> yes, that's the correct answer. But you know what? I don't know how well you know Teresa or Terry. I know she her well. A lot to, a lot to say. And she speaks honestly, but she has um, a very tender heart. And sometimes she speaks and people misunderstand what she says because she says a lot. And she also does not like to change her mind about what she says. So her family will come back, but it's not right away because right now it seems like I'm seeing a cat licking his paws. They're mending a wounded feeling. They're carrying... Um, wound, emotional wounds that are stupid. So it's, it's unnecessary. But what she has to do is reach out to them again and try to uh, mend the situation, which is not her fault. She probably said a little something she shouldn't have said, but you know, people need to forgive. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Forgiveness is easier on this side of the veil than on the other side. If we cross over, we die and we have people to forgive, it's more challenging. Mm-hmm. So forgive, forgive each other now. Love one another. Absolutely. Okay? God and bless you. Great, great <laughs> advice. Um, no, it's let really me... true. It's really true. You guys know that. Yeah. Okay. We have a couple. We have a few more on the chat. I know there's somebody going to be calling in soon. Um, 
Breeza Bowie Bowley wants to know. I just want to know if Jason has any messages for me or Katrina. I feel so lost and alone. I don't know what to do with my life. I feel like my life is a mess. I miss them both so much. Ah, uh, does Risa have a birthday? Um, Risa, if you're listening, I hope so. Can you give me your birthday? <laughs> I think That's she's okay. there, but okay. Okay, maybe not. So the question is, uh, will Jason and Katrina come back into Lisa's life? Is that the question? Or are they are they have both crossed over? Jason and Katrina are past. Lisa feels alone. She's depressed. She's sad. And her birthday, 6-20-1982, she said. Okay, 1982. Okay, so there's um, a disconnect. So Jason and Katrina obviously have, have passed away. Uh, Lisa is supposed to be starting a host. Jason and Katrina. Okay, because they're here and they're speaking and there's a message of tremendous love and support for Lisa. And they're telling Lisa that she has... Uh, new people coming into her life. Is she starting a new job? You probably don't know. Uh, like there's a new experience for her. It's as if she's stepping into something new. And with that are going to be new people. And Jason and Katrina are sending her tremendous love and appreciation for the bond that they had. So they're saying, go on, Lisa, you can do this. You know, we're here for you. We love you. Okay. And that's for Lisa. Mm. Uh I think our uh, producer wants a reading. Yeah. Her, her that... birthday um, Hi. is 5 5 seven, Hi, Jennifer. Hi. I'm sorry, what is it, dear? Uh, May 5th. Go ahead, Jennifer. 5-5-1973. Okay. You have a great head for business. Let me tell you, whatever you decide to, to do, Jennifer, you succeed it's not always as fast as you like, and you also have had a lot of frustration in your life, but ultimately, you know where you're going, and if people would listen to you, just for once, just to listen to you, things would be a lot better. Um, well, I tell I these kids that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen to me. You have to be, I know that, you have to be in communication. You have uh, so much communication and humanitarian work around you, your heart is here to help people and to spread a, uh, a message of love and truth. You're here as a truth bearer, as a light bearer, and you have linked yourself up with Jenny and, and Sean, two of the greatest <laughs> life, life bearers on the earth. But you are here primarily as, as a humanitarian, but with a great head for business. So did you have a question, Jennifer? I just, um, gosh, I, I don't know. I was sitting here listening to you, and I was like, I love this woman. I could ask her questions forever, <laughs> and I could talk to her for hours. There's so many interesting stories you have. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just a little, too, you know. Jennifer. Huh? You do, too. You have a lot to share. You should actually be. You should have a microphone in front of you, and I'll tell you why. You're here to communicate in a very humanitarian way. So you're doing it kind of behind the scenes, but you need to be heard more. Well, I started this radio station um, 
I have about 18 books to write, and I am I think that I have really mastered the art of not being inconsistent. I mean, with being inconsistent. <laughs> but I've been, like, You're raising not- a family and doing so many things. It's just uh, I have so many things I want to do. I feel like I'm always getting C's and not A's, you know? So I always feel like I'm behind. That's- no, that's not true. I'll tell you why. You have put commitment first. And responsibility first, as you always do. You pay the price for that. That's what the frustration is from. But you're in the right field. You have to be in communication, and it has to be humanitarian. So that you're doing that right, but you took care of your responsibilities first. So now you are getting the message out, and you're doing it almost like the puppet master. You're doing it through other people. But you know when I say the puppet master, you know I'm talking about like you're doing it a little bit behind the scenes. But you are going to be heard more. You're going to be expressing yourself more and more with time. So did you have a question or or anything? I had people tell me, and it's kind of funny because I, I, you're right about the behind the scene things because with the healings and the psychic and the talking to angels and all that stuff, I kind of held that back because the kids were all in school. Right. Same reason. Sure. You know, your mom's crazy, you know? (laughs) So, um. (laughs) No. I, um. No, I'm well, supposed to write all these books. Um, I, 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 right I now I'm working on a series for um, to help. Each book helps um, children through fanciful fiction find that light within and cast out the darkness. And the first book is about finding Beautiful. your... Yeah, and so through fanciful fiction I'm doing that. I've got book one published and then my publisher died and then I have... Um, <laughs> and then I've got book two sitting here almost done for about four years now. And I just wonder, do you see me actually doing this? When you say doing this, are we talking about getting the books out? Which, of course, the answer is yes. But what what exactly is the question? <clears throat> I just... um. And I, I just, I think you guess, I guess you just answered it. I just always feel like I'm behind. Like, oh my God, you haven't done that yet. And you haven't done that yet. That's because, oh no, no, no. That's because you're so type A. And because you go 24-7. And you have so much energy that is waiting to be expressed. I, I don't know if I, if I put that in the correct uh, terminology. But you have put your priorities in order. And people can criticize you very easily because they don't understand you. But you're here primarily as a humanitarian, but you're well-rooted in what you are doing. So for those smart owls who come along and say, well, why don't you do this or why don't you do that? They don't understand Why don't you get a real job? (laughs) Why don't you get a real... For those smart owls who say, why don't you get a real job? They just have to understand who and what you really are. And that's what... You're starting to express that now. And that's what this whole COVID thing is about. People are, for the first time, having the opportunity to be heard. And that's beautiful. I'm so okay, I'm going to have to interrupt you guys. That. You guys can continue that after Thank the show because we got people waiting for, for readings. I'm sorry. Um, we also Thank have. You, Thank you, Jen. We'll, we'll, we'll continue Thank this you, after. Jen. Um, we have Kelly. She is um, waiting. Go ahead, Kelly. She has a question for you. You can unmute yourself. Birthday? Do you have a birthday, Kelly? Hers eight seventeen nineteen ninety three. Okay. Go ahead, Kelly. 
Take your, take your, you have your camera on, Kelly. Oh, um, I'm 817.93. Yes. Do you have a question, please, my darling? Sure. Um, yeah, I just want to know if maybe there's anything from my dad. He passed away a couple years ago. Wow. Did he let his hair grow toward the end, like, uh, like not on his face? Not on his face, but I gave him, like, I buzzed his hair for him, like, maybe a couple oh, weeks oh. before he died. Okay, okay, stop right there, because he's talking about his hair. So I think he's thanking you for the work that you did with his hair. And he said you're very good with appearance. Uh, anything that has to do with beauty or making people look better is your thing. And he said thank you so much for cutting my hair, for being a good daughter. He said he's proud of the fact that you are very strong. You, you have always had leadership qualities. And you're also very creative. And you work very well with your hands and helping people to look better. What do you do? Like, like uh, cosmetology, hair, anything like that? No, very, nothing very was that. I just used to buzz his hair for him because my grandma, his mom was too old to do it. So I took over. <laughs> he said you also have travel around you. Or he did. Did he travel? Yeah, he was a dog trainer. So he went all over the place to train dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's so funny. I can hear barking. And he's talking about traveling. So that was a message for him. And he comes to you with great love. So did you have a question? Um, I've had a message from him in the past from another medium about he wants me to go back to school. But he never had any clarification on that. Do you want to go back to school? I've thought about it, but I don't really know what I want to do. You know Try not to, to get upset or angry with me. You have two things strongly around you. You have law, like you could get a law degree very easily if you put your mind to it, and you would be fabulous if you became a lawyer if you chose to go down that route, road. Uh, it's almost as if your dad would be helping you and pushing you through, and you would have uh, loans or whatever. You know, you'd be able to pay it off very easily and quickly. So you have the law around you, but you also have beauty. Like, that's why I asked you if you were involved with uh, anything with appearances and art. You have art, beauty, and law. So you have to ask yourself, what are you most interested in? Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> okay, you have to meditate. You have to decide what you want. Because right now, the universe is asking everybody to decide what they want. And you can have what you want. But you have to decide. Kelly, what do you want? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. You have to ask yourself what you like and what do you like to do? And then you go after it. Because What's your heart's desire? <laughs> I guess I have to think about it. Okay. Thank All you, right, Kelly. Kelly. We thank, love you. You. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank Kelly. you so much. And um, there's a, a question from um, Bert that wants to know. How do I say this? Oh. Does he have a birthday, please? Um, September 12th, 89. Is someone okay. trying to get a hold of him, and what do they want? You're talking about a spirit entity? Does the spirit entity want to get a hold of him? Is that what he's asking? Um, he just said, ask the medium if someone is trying to get a hold of me, and what do they want? 
I don't know what he's trying to say. Uh, okay. I, Maybe I it is a spirit. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling that he has actually two. Of course, he has his own band of, of angels and protection uh, and guides around him. But the folks around him who crossed over, it feels like his mother's mother uh, wants more acknowledgement of um, her presence. Uh, <laughs> if I had to say who, who are the people around him, I'd say his mother's mother. Feel so the, his back. mother, well, his mother's mother is alive. So does she want him to um, to visit more? Is that what you mean? Yes, it's like his mother's mother is reaching out to him. She wants more of his presence. So if he can possibly visit her or connect with her, that would make her very very happy. Does wow. she have Alzheimer's? Does she have a? <laughs> Um, let me see which, no, she doesn't have Alzheimer's. She is 82 and not really well. Okay. Well, I feel she's not herself. I, I don't know how long she's going to be here, but he definitely has to get on his, his <laughs> riding gear and, and go see her. Wow. That, that's very, very important because that'll make her very, very happy. Uh-huh. And slow down any kind of progression of illness that she has. Hmm. You don't see any any kind of spirit that's trying to get a hold of him. No spirit. Oh, I was I was asking. Oh, I'm sorry. I was asking. Well, he wanted. Yeah, he didn't really say, but uh, he asked that too. He has a. Uh, I'm going to say it feels very much like a, an angel, and I know. <laughs> I know that Sean is writing. Right next to me, and everything I'm saying, he's he's picking it up before I am. Right, Sean? <laughs> okay. Well, I just got a cue that it's time to call this night. Um, go wrap it up. Um, so, well, okay. Joyce, tell right. our audience where they can get in touch with you real quick. Thank you. It's the easiest thing is my website. It's just my name dot com, dot com, and then uh, they can email me, or if they want a reading, they can go to my website. Like you know, I'm easy to find. Okay. I'm all over the web. <laughs> well, thank you. It was a pleasure. We'll have to have you back on. Thank and you, Joyce. It was awesome. It was, a, it was oh. a great. Thank you so much for coming on. And I we'll... really love you guys. Thank you so, so, so oh, much. Oh, you're welcome. You. Thank you. And don't <laughs> hang up, jo- Joyce. Stay on the line. Um, Sean, okay, thank you. Uh-huh. Sean, tell our audience where they can get in touch with you real quick. If they want, if anybody wants a investigation, you can contact me on Facebook at Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. All right. And please check my author page at J.E. Nicasio, my trilogy from the sky and all my other books on Amazon.com. Next week, we have a woman on the show who claims she was abducted by aliens. This should be an interesting show. Remember to like us on Facebook and check out Chasing Prophecy YouTube channel and please subscribe. Good night, everyone. And thanks for tuning in to Chasing Prophecy.